This is Law. We on episode. Oh, I give up. I give uh, up. My rapping days is over. Episode thirty-one. This is Good Night Harlem, aka Harlem Nights Edition. What's up, y'all? It's Avia and Law, and you are tuned in to Harlem, and this is where we're at. We're at Good Night Harlem. Today. Summer nights in Harlem. It's a series. Yeah, literally. The Summer Nights episodes. <laughs> so, we have some good topics. And before we get into those, I have a story about what just happened to me. And what Everyone I mean sit by on the magic carpet. Law has a story. And what I mean by Get what your just snacks happened ready. <laughs> All I need is 10 minutes of y'all time. No more, no less. So, this past weekend, I took a trip to Boston. One of my friends was celebrating the Big 3-0. Proud, proud of she young. I wish I could be thirty again. Proud of, uh, proud of them crossing the big bridge. Ooh, yay! Happy for you, right? Um, while I was coming back, I'm taking the Greyhound, by the way. And for those of you that haven't traveled the Greyhound or have never experienced the Greyhound, it's the hood Negro bus. Yeah, <laughs> really, it is. The people that usually travel on a Greyhound are uh, sometimes a little <laughs> cuckoo, sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. That's a melting pot of craziness. Right. Sometimes, though. Okay. With that being said, I'm on an express bus back from Boston to New York. What does express mean? Like it was three hours instead of four? They're not taking, there's not going to be any no stops, stops between oh, good. Uh, like Boston that. and New York. And that means the the actual ride shouldn't take more than four hours. So there's the potential you can get there and be quicker. Now, when it's at night, there's always a great time because people are asleep. Like that's the thing that you do. You fall asleep, you wake up in your destination. Not the hood Negroes. Awesome. <laughs> now let me tell you guys what happened on this trip. Everything's going copacetic. We are three hours in. I don't even realize we're three hours in. Because I already went to sleep. I don't know where we at. But I do know this. The guy that's next to me is antsy. He's a white guy. Middle age. I can tell he doesn't do this very often. So he's kind of frustrated that the ride's even happening. But you signed up for this like the rest of us. So relax. However. As I was saying. We're basically probably an hour or less out from New York City. And then something happened. I open my eyes because I hear one guy say to another guy that's in another aisle, Hey, stop fucking with me. Now, there's a white guy yelling at another white guy, and I'm confused. Because nobody's been talking, nobody's been anything, or I would have heard it. So, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on, because this is concerning. The guy in the other aisle that's being accused of fucking with somebody says... Bro, I haven't done anything to you. Like, calm down. I haven't done anything. Nobody's doing anything to you. He responds to him, the guy who's being loud. No, you're trying to fuck with me, and I know you're trying to kill me. 
Oh, see, at that point, I can't even sit next to you because you got people in your head <laughs> telling you things that I have no idea what's going on. Right? Mm-mm. Instantaneously, Mm-mm. my spidey senses is tingling. Spidey senses. <laughs> Not senses. <laughs> senses. Because there is multiple. There's multiple senses? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in my mind, I'm like, not tonight. No, 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 sir. You're not going to fuck with us. Not tonight. So I'm sitting there like, in my mind, like, if something pop off, he catching these hands, and I don't care. That was my first thing. I'm like, are you catching hands? I don't care. He then, the guy who's yelling, backs himself up into the window and just starts yelling, you're trying to kill me, to the guy. Oh, my gosh. Now, mind you, there's a girl sitting right next to him that's been sleeping, and she has a cover. Like, she has, like, a, a, you know, a regular blanket with her. She turns, looks at the guy as he's yelling at the other guy, shakes her head, and proceeds to pull her blanket back over her head as if this isn't happening. Which I love because that's some very New York shit to do. Like, it's like, this doesn't... In reference to uh, two episodes ago, when I say New York people, they just try and stay out of it. (laughs) Didn't I say that? (laughs) We try and stay out of the foolery when we see it coming. None of this tomfoolery has anything to do with me. Keep me the fuck out. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now, the guy's still yelling the obscenities at the other guy from across the aisle. The guy from across the aisle is super calming in a way that... I don't know how that's I don't even know how that's possible. He's like, so do you do you need water? Do you need orange juice? Do you need anything? He's like, I have all this on me. So if you need something, I can give that to you. He's like, no, because you're gonna try to poison me with that. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. I'm like, what? You can't. So I'm trying to I'm trying to logically put myself in this guy's shoes, which is not the right thing to do. You just gotta, you can't rationalize with the irrational person. Right. There's just no way. Just give up. Right, you gotta let that go. I'd be like, you got this. That's why I would say to that guy, you got it. You're right. I'm trying to kill you. It's not working though, because you're clearly yelling in everybody's ear. <laughs> so he says, somebody's gotta get me off this goddamn bus. Oh my god. So the guy goes, if you really want to get off the bus, I'll go talk to the driver. He's like, go do something. So first off, you're not gonna be yelling at me like that, and I'd be calm. No, 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 sir. But whatever. So the guy who's being accused of being a killer goes all the way to the front, talks to the bus driver. The bus driver's a black man, older black man, he by the way. He pulls over, huh? He says to the, the, to the bus driver, hey, we have somebody back there that seems like they're having an anxiety attack. He wants to pull, off, pull over to the side. I think he needs to get off the bus right away. The bus driver goes, boy, you sure you want me to stop this bus? And in that moment, I know what the bus driver means. He's like, we do this. It's not going to be a simple. So he goes and says this to him again. He goes, because if we stop this bus, it's going to take some time. So he's like, yeah, I think we don't have a choice. So the bus driver pulls over two minutes later. And this is how I know we're in a New York crowd because the entire crowd reacts. Oh, no. Boo. Everybody's angry. Because New York. Bus driver pulls over and then walks over to the guy. The guy stands up. And by the guy, I mean the guy who's kind of having the anxiety attack. The wannabe victim. He stands up immediately and is ready to like get off. And he's like, I, I need to go. So the bus driver's walking back. And the bus driver handles everything the wrong way. 
The first thing he says when he comes back, he says, so which one of y'all going crazy? And I'm looking at him like, bro, come on. Like, come on. He's like a 60-year-old black man. Like, he doesn't, he has no tact at all. Not even like a percentage. In his mind, he's like, so who going crazy? And you can tell he deals with shit like this enough to where he's just like, one of y'all going crazy. Let me right, deal with the crazy person. To it. He's like, I've seen this before. Like, you know, this, I'm going to handle this situation the same way I did last week and the week before that and the day before that. So the the guy, the the kid goes, I need to get off this bus right now. So he's like, okay. You want to get off the bus? You want to get off the bus? So he escorts them back off the bus. But just before he gets off the bus, and this is how I'm telling you, the bus driver's handling everything the wrong way. He says to him, as he's walking down the stairs to get off the bus, now, whatever you do, don't go running in traffic. Sir, what are you doing? Well, I mean, that would make the crazy a little bit more conscious of what they're trying to do. Like, oh, I was going to do that. (laughs) Now I feel like I can't because he just told me not to. Like, he beat me to the punch. I can't do what I want to do because he already knew I was going to do it. And now it's not going to have an effect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be ineffective me running into this oncoming traffic okay so the he he says to him he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna get you what you need uh but first i need to call the ambulance which what the fuck is an ambulance i don't even know what Everybody that means knows what an ambulance is. i don't know what that means okay so he calls up the ambulance Tells all of us that the ambulance is going to come in like 20 minutes. And so it does, actually. They reach us and... You know why it comes? Because it was a white guy. Here's the thing. <laughs> when they get there, uh, they need us to fill out paperwork explaining what happened. Who's us? Everybody on the bus? Anybody in the vicinity of... I would have been like, I was asleep. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Where's my blanket at? Let me, let me get out of the blanket with this girl. Remember I was telling y'all I sit next to this middle-aged guy? Yeah. The middle-aged guy is basically like, I'm not going to fill that out. He's like, I'm not putting my name on anything. In fact, unless he gives us a pen, which I don't think he's going to give us, I'm not doing anything. I went, ooh, speak from your right privilege. He could have he written a different name down. He was too privileged. Clearly. He's like, no. He's used to being able to say he's not going to do something and everything's fine. That's just it? That's probably how he spoke to his mother when he was growing up. I'm not doing that, mother. I am not doing that. Nope. I'm not doing my homework. You're going to have our nanny do it. <laughs> like. <laughs> so, bus driver comes over and is uh, explaining to us why we need to fill this stuff out. There's an Indian guy sitting right across the, the, the aisle from me. And the Indian guy can't be more than like 22. And he cops an attitude with the bus driver because he's like, when are we going to get home? Oh, my God. So the bus driver says you to him. You don't know how to cooperate. Like, Bruh. If you cooperate, everything will get done faster. Ugh. Why the commentary? You're acting like a child at this point. Petulant. But when are we going to get home? But I want to go home. So the bus driver says, Okay. The you know the ambulance is already here. Uh, we'll have to fill these things out. I don't know how long that's going to take. Maybe an additional ten minutes. But outside of that, you know, the they'll have to take him away first before I can pull off. 
And he's like, that's all I know for right now. The guy responds, well, that's not giving me a time. What is the time frame? Like, you need to be able to tell me timing-wise when I'm, when I'm getting back home. So then here's my favorite part of the story. There's a white woman sitting in the back of me. There are a lot of white people on this Greyhound. That's oh, yeah. They're, they're, that, that happens. Maybe because you came from Boston. That, that's also that the truth. That has to be it. So, okay. There's a white lady sitting in the back of me. The white lady is not having any of this Indian kid talking to the, to the bus driver. She's not having it. She responds with, um, I don't think there's a communication issue here. I think it's more of a comprehension issue. The Indian guy goes, the fuck are you even talking about? Like, who, who, you, who, you, who are you talking to? And she goes, again, comprehension. Indian guy is livid because he doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. And it's very clear to me that she's reading the fuck out of him. Like... The fact that he doesn't know what she's saying just proves her point on the comprehension. <laughs> That's what comprehension means. <laughs> he missed that in school, didn't he? <laughs> so, so he gets up and is like, "Don't say shit else to me, you bitch." <gasps> oh God! I'm so glad it wasn't our own. <laughs> so wait. I'm so glad wait, it wasn't one of us. Wait. Gosh. Here is. Here is the white woman. What were the black people doing on this bus? Sleep. Oh, okay. Here, here's, here's the white woman's response to that. Mm. I assume you couldn't have an intellectual conversation about this without using vulgarity. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with that. Right. Like, she's not being loud. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to fight you. She's just hitting you with uppercuts and words. Like, I, I was like, God damn. This, this feels like you just got back off, bro. I'm like, you might want to just let this, you might want to let this go. You just sit down. Yeah. So, he's like, I don't want to hear shit else out of you. She's like, are, are you finished? Or are you done? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if she was like, is he done or is he finished? Just checking. She's like, you finished? Thanks. She sits down angry because for her, she's not even wasting energy. She's just throwing lies. He's the one who's mad. Right. The one who's mad holds no power. (laughs) He realizes that he's so mad that there's no power to be held. Right. And what are you going to do to her? You're going to hit her in front of a whole bunch of... Absolutely nothing. No. You get fucked up. Somebody's going to fuck you up for hitting her. That's exactly how that's going to happen. Mr. Patel, sit down. Right. Mr. Singh, please sit down. <laughs> so disrespectful. I know. Okay. That could be right, though. That could be one of the things. So, okay. Bus driver gets back on after we all sign everything away. It takes like another 20 minutes. We leave the head back into the city. We get all the way back into the city. That guy, the Indian guy, is infuriated, by the way. The entire rest of the ride. He's just mad. We get to the city finally. Takes forever. I get home at like 4 a.m. That's a whole nother conversation. But you know, the bus driver's taking all of our bags out. But the bus driver doesn't realize that he's take he takes both the Indian guy's bag and the woman's bag out at the same time, so they're next to each other. The white woman goes to grab her bag, which again is next to the Indian guy's bag. 
he thinks that she's about to grab his luggage. Oh my god. He says, "Someone is checking don't, for you." Don't fucking touch my luggage. She turns and goes, "I?" I puts her hand on her chest, gives him the She clutched her pearls. Right. That's what she did. I? I you think I want And then she goes, ha! She gives him the ha! And then walks away like he's a peasant. He was a peasant. He was acting like a peasant. Shoot. I couldn't be more happy because the white woman just reading him for filth the whole time. I love it. And I I watch her walk away and I hear her talking to somebody else that we're on the bus with. She's like, I don't even ride the fucking bus. She's like, I rode the bus because my car happened to break down. So I left it in Boston. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be a quicker, more efficient way to get back anyway. Whatever. I don't need my car in the city. So I'll just deal with it for like a week or so. She's like, lo and behold, this is what I get on the bus. That's what I get. She's like, that's what I get. This guy. And I thought about it. I'm like, in her mind, she's like, I have designer luggage. You think I'm touching your <laughs> She's like, I have Louis Vuitton. You have an Adidas gym bag from Marshalls. I would never. Basically, I. <laughs> She's like, I have a Celine bag. What? My new favorite phrase, though, is, again, comprehension. Like, come on. If you, if you Just say. Just throw that in a work meeting when someone's not understanding. Um, I have a question. Again, comprehension. comprehension. <laughs> per my last sentence. Per oh. my last email. Again, comprehension. That should just be on a t-shirt. Again, I'm, comma, comprehension. I'm telling you. Just I fucking love it. She, no one will even know that you got it from a bus ride. She's amazing. All right. That is my story. I had to share that with you. I've never experienced anything like I that. I don't know what happened with the guy in the ambulance. Like, they just dropped him off at the local hospital an hour outside of New York, and he just woke up crazy, wondering what happened. That's, yeah. I don't know, but the reason we all had to sign our lives away is because basically he was saying that somebody wanted to kill him. The, on bus, the bus driver did the right thing, though. What? I thought you were gonna. I mean, you were making it seem like the bus driver was handling the situa- situation is. wrong. All kinds of politically incorrect. All kinds of not the right thing well, to say. Well, he actually called the ambulance. Someone else would have just left him off on the side of the freeway. Yeah, but he also called him crazy to his face. He's not held liable for anything that happens when someone's off their bus, though. And to tell him, don't go running in traffic. <laughs> Maybe that's happened to him before, where he actually left somebody off the bus because they want to get off, and then that's exactly what they <laughs> no, did. He's just trying to absolve himself of all liabilities. Yeah, like, he's like, well, I'm going to my job over you, crazy. <laughs> Get off the bus. No one's checking for you. Just like no one's checking for Dr. Patel <laughs> and his Adidas gym bag. Just say something else to me, bitch. <laughs> That's the best. You can come up here. <laughs> mm, again, comprehension. <laughs> I knew... You wouldn't be able to handle intellectual conversation. <laughs> so just sit down. You I, mad. You big I, mad. <laughs> I'm happy. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want some money. Okay, I can't. We got to get time for tonight. I am sorry. The story lasted way longer than 10 I minutes. I knew it wasn't going to last 10 minutes. Oh, God. I prolonged it, too. Yes. 
Okay, anyway, let's get to these Hyper Good Nights. And for those of you who are new to the show, Hyper Good Nights is our ability to talk about the trending topics where we hype something if we like it, we good night it if we don't like it. So, let's start with Gordon Hayward's reaction to his baby reveal, Avia, Hyper Good Nights, and then I'll go. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna good night it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna good night his reaction as well. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm good. Gonna, I'm glad. I'm gonna. Please tell. Just share why. Just share why. So, for those of you who haven't seen this video, Gordon Hayward is doing a baby reveal. His wife. There's nobody there. They're out at their house with their with their two daughters. So they have a box that has balloons in it that will display the color of said a child. A very underwhelming baby reveal. <laughs> right. They open the box, his daughter does, and when the box opens, it's pink balloons. The balloons do not fly away. They kind of just stay They there. hover in his face. <laughs> like, right. see? We're a girl. <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> so he has... He has just been basically told that he's having a third girl. The look on his face is the look of, I swear to you, every guy that's doing or in a position where they don't like something but can't tell the person that they're involved with that they don't like it. It's like she makes you cookies and goes, how are they? You're like, you chew and you're like, I'm, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Because you don't want to tell oh, the truth. Oh, I'm sorry. My mouth is full. I can't talk. <laughs> so I said all that to say, his wife asked him, are you happy? And his response is, as he walks away, daddy's always happy. So nonchalant. So disinterested. And I was like, damn, this is what our society has come to. Like, he can't tell her the truth. He absolutely cannot tell her the truth. Like, I really wanted a boy. He can't. Because it's, it's on tape. Because it's politically incorrect to be like, I want a boy. It's politically incorrect to be like, I genuinely just... If you don't say something about the kid just being healthy, then you look like a douche. Like, I'm just glad my kid's healthy. Because there's so many people that don't have healthy children. Wait, do you think he's not... He wasn't saying what he truly felt because of being politically correct or because... Mm-hmm. You feel like he didn't want to hurt his wife's feelings? I think all that stuff plays into it. I mean, okay. 100%. I goodnight it because if we break it down to science, guys, women carry two X chromosomes and a man carries an X and a Y. The Y chromosome actually determines the sex of the child. So if he wants to be upset, be upset with yourself, okay? Secondly, um... I talked to Law about this earlier, and I wanted to know how much he made. And he makes close to $30 million a year. At the point where you're making multi-millions a year, you can afford this treatment called IVF. And through IVF, you can actually select the gender of your child. You know who's done it? Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, twice. So at that point, where you have options being a multimillionaire and you want something and you have two beautiful daughters and you really, really are hoping for this one last child to be assigned. I'm assuming it must be the last, the way he's looking all upset about it. 
then make sure it happens then. You have the means to do it. I agree with Be that. Be mad at I yourself. Sorry. Like, you could have made that happen. Y'all, you know, maybe she accidentally got pregnant. I don't know. But at the point where you can control something like that, and in 2018 you can safely do that, do it. So, good night to you. And, Daddy, sorry you're not happy. Your fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, as far as hyper good nights are concerned. Avia. Hyper good night to Brandy stating that the boy is mine is actually her song during the Essence Festival. Good night. I'm hyping that. Why are you, <laughs> wait, wait. Why are you good nighting that? I'm good nighting it because you need to give it up. Nobody cares. It's been 20 years. Nobody cares whose song it is. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, Brandy. Brandy is on this tip of always poking the bear when it comes to Monica. She always has these digs at Monica throughout their careers, ever since that song released. I feel like she's done nothing but try to get at her in subtle, different ways. Like There's, there's always been this underlying beef between them that we've all known about but i feel like brandy does not help that beef and for her to bring something like this up well after the fact where no one even cares whose song it is monica's part is better on the song anyway like nobody cares good night sing the damn song with the crowd and call it a day all right my turn no this, this is absolute hogwash on obvious behalf but it's right, hogwash that. that i say just because you disagree uh, yeah exactly uh so exactly. Here, here here here's why uh it makes sense brandy's just taking ownership for something that was not only a part of the fabric of her album but Monica had the audacity to name her album after the song. Okay. Asshole. Like, what are you doing? What? Like, they, she would have had to call her and tell her. Like, she didn't name had... her album The Song Is Mine, though. She named the album The Boy Is Mine. What does it have to do with Brandy's career? So then, as far it's as... It's on a song that she shared with her. She doesn't have any leeway of doing anything. My only point there is Brandy has not only outsold her, let's just be clear there, mm-hmm. she definitely crushed her in that department, but Brandy has reached a certain point in her career where if she's being compared to Monica, it's almost offensive. Who? Where did this come from, though? Essence Fest 2018, what made her bring that up now? Did someone say something to her recently where she felt like at the end of the song, she's going to be like, the song is mine, to reiterate something? What has happened for her to do that? We don't know. know. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, why are you doing this? Monica doesn't even say your name. So if there's any of Brandy, Monica conversation, it's the fans talking, but nobody even cares and at the point like you said where she's making more than monica let the money speak for itself nobody cares when everyone hears the song they think oh that's the brandy and monica song no one says that's the monica and brandy song we know you're the only person that cares at this point get over it if you want to bring something up from the past why don't you do a thea remake or something can we finish moesha can we find out who got pregnant i mean you got okay i'm just saying if you want to bring up something from the past let it be something like 
fundamental to our, our culture, like Moesha. Like, I love that show. <laughs> okay. So the, 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 the only other thing I wanted to say about the Brandy versus Monica thing, I think Brandy should always be able to express that and people should just understand the reason why she would bring that stuff up. And I think maybe that would clear some things up, but nobody cares to listen to any of the logic behind anything. Well, like if the song was your idea, you went on and found the proper producers, you brought somebody else in because you felt like you needed to have a, a similar role. Like, great. Did she explain it in that way, though? Has she ever explained it in that way? Or she's doing, like, these passive-aggressive jazz of, of course it's all passive-aggressive. Yeah. It's all about but, how you do something. If you keep being passive-aggressive, then we're just going to be like, all right, girl, like, clearly you got to stick up your butt. Like, what? what's the deal? You're not over it yet? You're not over it yet? You're successful. Be happy. Be happy. All right. Our <laughs> next and final hyper good night is around... Celebrities undergoing their surgeries and and uh, sorry, celebrities undoing their surgeries and their enhancements. I'm going to. Damn, this is difficult. Is it? Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to hype this, and a part of me wanted to to not give credit, but I have to give credit where credit's due. Um, Kylie. Reduced the amount of injections that she was using in her lips. K. Michelle went out of her way to reduce her ass. I think all of these things are good things, especially towards shaping like what it means to be a woman in America. Because I think each one of these people hold are held at a certain standard, including K. Michelle. That's unrealistic for the average person. So I appreciate them, you know, kind of trying to undo these things. That's what were you gonna good night though? Um, it's unnecessary because, for instance, in Kylie's instance, Kylie's created most of her success because of that. Mm-hmm. She's married it off of her sisters. So get the fuck out of here! Like you've got you wait until you got to a certain point to then be like, okay, I guess I'm feeling this way now. So on a business tip, you feel like she she used it to build her platform, and now she's like, oh, well, now that I've created this multi-million dollar empire, I can get rid of this? Yeah. Mm. So you feel like the motivations aren't pure? No. Well, with K. Michelle and her, I feel like it was just like, this is unnecessary. I don't need to have this. But K. Michelle's story is funnier. You already know that. Yeah. I, um, I'm hyping it because I just feel like we're at this point where... Something is going to shift. And I don't know how soon it's going to happen, but I feel like the Coke-shaped model, big 24-inch waist, big chest, fake lips, fake everything, I feel like at some point that's going to change. I feel like there's always a trend when it comes to what type of woman is hot. In the 90s, it was always like the skinnier girls. Now it's become like the bigger your butt, the better you are. And I... Yeah. I just feel like, you know, hopefully this will also shift the minds of young, impressionable fans who are thinking about getting something like this done and they see their faves undoing these things. Because when you have someone like a Kylie Jenner who comes from a family who does nothing but plastic surgery and claim it as their own natural features 
and then she gets something done before the age of 20 because it's okay in that household, how many other kids is she um, making a, an impression on thinking that this is normal, okay, or just, you know, there's nothing weird about it? You know, we watch the Kardashians thinking that what they do is okay because it's highly accepted across the board and it, it's become almost normal. Like, oh, you're 18, you're an adult, you can might as well just do everything now. No, that's not the case. Kay Michelle, she released, released, she got rid of her butt implants twice. It was two procedures because of health issues. And she, the reason why she got them done in the first place, she mentioned, was because she felt like if her butt was bigger, then she would get bigger love. Wow. She actually said this on the reel. And she actually thought she would get love from men in a better way, looking a certain way, because this is what men like. And I think that as women, we forget that we kind of control the narrative of what people like. If everyone looks a certain way, then it's going to be, no one's going to be checking for this girl who has unrealistic features because it's become so common. Like natural girls are competing against these girls who have tens and thousands of dollars in getting work done. And I, I just feel like there needs to be a shift. And I'm glad that the shift is these girls who have gotten work done undoing it. Because maybe that's what needs to happen. Hype. All right. Now, moving to my favorite part of the show. Black Card Revoke. And for those who don't know what Black Card Revoke is on our show, that is when one of us, in this week being Avia. Basically, Black Card Revoke is where we discuss... The things that would make us stereotypically not black. So, for Black Card Revoked this week is my turn. Um, in light of the Kevin Hart discussion with uh, Mike Epps, Mike Epps calling him not funny, Kevin Hart coming back saying, I sell out all these stadiums, what are you talking about? In light of the Shiggy Show creating the Shiggy Show Challenge, and everyone is dancing to In My Feelings like it's the electric slide or something. My Black Card Revoked this week is I don't think those two individuals, as much as they've contributed to the black culture, I don't think they're funny. I don't think Shiggy Show is funny. I don't follow him. I have seen plenty of his skits. I don't think Kevin Hart is funny. I followed Kevin Hart since... Um, Comic View. And if anyone remembers Comic View, it was the stand-up show that they had where they had multiple pe- comedians come on and do their do their sets. And it was on BET, you know, come on late at night. And it was just various comedians who we know today to be famous that have started from there. And I loved Kevin Hart on Comic View, but something has kind of changed when it comes to his humor. And I just... I see how people could find him funny, but I personally don't laugh. Uh, with the Shiggy show, I, it's it's cool, I guess. I just have never laughed. Like, there's things where I, I think to myself, oh, that's, that's comical or that is entertaining, but I never laugh at it. And at the point where I'm not laughing and I feel like I'm trying to figure out why does everyone like this person, uh, that's what it is. But a lot of people love the Shiggy Show. He has how many followers on Instagram? 1.3 million. That's amazing. Kevin Hart has a trillion. He sells out stadiums worldwide. And I, you know, the thing I can say about Kevin Hart is he's a hustler. 
um, he's consistent and that is how he has truly succeeded because it's one thing to be funny and not have any business acumen it's another thing to be funny and change it up and have that business acumen and become who, who he is but I, I personally don't find Kevin Hart funny. I would never pay to go see him. I would see him for free. If someone wants to take me on a date, cool. Um, Shiggy Show, I appreciate the challenge that he has contributed, but I'm not going to be following. That's it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move right into this main topic today. So, me and Avia... <laughs> We just we've realized other, something today. We've known, we've, <laughs> right? We just realized this today. Yeah, we've known each other for a decade. A whole decade. So that's a long ass time. So and our listeners had, don't know that either. Right. We've had several <laughs> we have several experiences with each other in the past where we just we we were living our best lives among with friends and our twenties were And our significant others at those times. Right. We were just Young and being stupid and just doing stupid shit, but it was really fun. So I'm no, no regrets. I said all that to say today's main topic is around things that you would do in your 20s that you would not do now. And I would love to understand from you what those differences would be. And then not only that, but I would love for us to get into some of those things that we found so entertaining when we were younger and why they're not entertaining now. Like, I have my reasons for certain things, but I can't wait to hear your reasons on the same stuff. So let's start with this. This is my first one, and yeah. you can we can go back and forth with this. All right. I've stated this on previous episodes, and I'm stating this in general. I can't really be out past a certain time at night. Like, I know myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're talking about on a weekend, because that yeah, makes a difference. If it's yeah, a weeknight or a weekend, I'm not a. I'm not gonna. We. You have an actual bedtime now. When we were in our twenties, mm-hmm. we would basically try to shut the club down. Why am I saying try? Try. We succeeded. I don't know why I'm Every saying try. Every time we succeeded. That was okay. It was a ten for ten. I'm miss speaking right now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely sh- We would try not to shut the club down. So, let me let me explain what that means though. In New York City, and again, for those of you who don't live here, the club shuts down at 4. It does not shut down at 2. It does not shut down at 1. It does not shut down at 12 like in other places. The club shuts down at 4. Depending on the club, it could be 5, which that's just ridiculous. It's just what the fuck is going on that's at 5? That's called o'clock? a breakfast party. <laughs> so, by the time 4 a.m. rolls around, we're still in there, and we're like the last people walking out with our group. And from there, we would typically go to TikTok Diner. TikTok. And, or, and don't stop. <laughs> I felt like I felt like when we would go to TikTok, I felt like I was at like a national landmark because before I even came to New York, I remember watching making making the band. And they would go to TikTok Ooh. Diner. And so when I moved out here, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm at the place where they were out making it the house. <laughs> I always felt like I was, like, in the spot to be. Like, TikTok was that spot. At night, though, it is lit. It gets crazy. It's lit at night. Harlem it's like needs, Club Part 2. Harlem needs more diners for nighttime. Like, and seriously. our high, our, our, I can't even talk. Our IHOP, IHOB ain't cutting it. That's literally all we have in Harlem is IHOP. 
Why did you have to bring IHOP up? No, I'm just that's, saying because a, yeah. Amy Roos is that. That's true. Amy Roos is that's that. True. Yeah. But it's not a diner. It's not a diner, but it stays open till like four. Yeah, it's not a diner. Okay. You got like no, okay. Obvi- obviously, obviously speaking, again, so if you guys come here, uh, 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 Amy Roos is not a diner. It's not. It's a soul food spot that stays open till four, which right. is a lot later than a lot, than most restaurants in Harlem. Right. So okay. And it has really, really good mac and cheese and greens. Yeah, that's also debatable. Anyway, <laughs> so we would we would shut down the club and then go out to eat after that. I mean, I don't even think now in my thirties, if I'm out past four a.m., the last thing I'm doing is eating that late at night. There's, there's so many reasons not to eat that late at night, including the fact that all that's going to do is add weight for no reason. Well, there is a reason to eat that late at night, because if you've been consuming a lot of alcohol, a lot, a lot, a lot, which is what a lot of us were doing back then, then you need something to weigh it down so that when you wake up, you don't have a hangover. Okay, so, so, so okay, she's eat, speaking from a space that I can't speak. Right, from. right. So it's 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 preparing, it's preparation, it's it's trying to avoid a horrible morning and a horrible day. <sighs> okay, and you're now, already out, so you're like, might as well. And I'm hungry, so yeah. There's 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 means for everything. Now, I'm gonna bring up another one from these old days, and I don't I don't know what it is. But when we used to when we used to go when we used to go out, everybody typically pre-game except for my black ass, right? Everybody's pre-gaming. But they weren't actually pre-gaming. Because by definition, pre-gaming isn't to just get sloshed. I'm telling you, depending we didn't pace on, ourselves. That's all that was. It, it, it was all about pacing. We had no sense of pacing. It's like drink, drink, drink. I feel like drink. all of y'all did. Y'all knew y'all limits. Don't play. No, not necessarily. It depends on what you're drinking. Ooh, this is revisionist something that you don't normally drink, then you don't know how many of those drinks you need to drink before you get to that point. So if you're used to drinking vodka, and you know that always, after, okay. Every you know that after her, two drinks that that is your limit, and then you switch to like whiskey another night, and you don't normally drink whiskey, just because two... Drinks of vodka will have you nice. Doesn't mean two drinks of whiskey will have you nice. It could be one. But you've already surpassed. Because you're like, oh, I, I usually drink two drinks of vodka. I'm going to drink two drinks of whiskey. I'm fine. And you're fine drinking that second drink until it just sneaks up on you. It's just not sneaking up on any of them. because they keep- <laughs> It sneaks. Especially, we used to, so back in the day, we used to make these Skittle vodka drinks. Where we would have Skittles, separate the Skittles by the colors. Purple, red, orange, and put all the same color Skittles in one vodka bottle and make like a flavored vodka out of that. That would get us just <laughs> saucy, loco. Because <laughs> all saucy that sugar, loco. it was like our version of lean. If you think about it, <laughs> like <laughs> we don't do Domitar, we do Skittles and Sprite and vodka. <laughs> so. Okay, you're, what you're telling me though is when we were younger, you guys didn't know your limits when you had drinks, which no, I don't believe. I'm not believe, saying that was always the case. Believe, I'm just saying I'm sure there were certain times that we didn't. Okay. There were certain times, I'm sure. I can't remember the, which times those were. <laughs> so, okay. As I was saying, the pregame wasn't an actual pregame. 
it was we're not trying to really buy a lot of alcohol when we get inside of whatever event or venue we get to. So we're going to drink all the shit we can now so we're good during our break. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, that makes sense, though. It makes sense. Is, is it the best thing to do? No. Because it's, all, I, it's gonna hit no, you but, later. But where was our where is the It was a saving money mindset. So yes, you're saving money, but you're not saving uh hurt at the end. <laughs> do I wanna save money? Or do I want to I cannot pace myself and buy drinks at the bar that I don't necessarily want to spend my money on and then I'm like a good nice the whole night. No, no one's thinking that far ahead. You thought, no, I'm saving money. I um one of the things that we did in our twenties that I would never do again is when we try to get SNL tickets. Oh my god, this is Okay. Let, okay, let me let me let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. I want to tell someone. Well, of let this. me just start. If you don't have Saturday Night Live tickets to be a part of the the live taping, if you're not, if you have not like signed up like a regular person to get those tickets a year ahead of time. Yeah, in advance, it's a year though. Yeah, a year ahead of time in advance. Then they have this method where the night that you want to go, you get there what Friday night, and you get in line. Outside of the studios. Just to get standby tickets. Just to get standby tickets. And there's no guarantee that you're going to get them. You have to stand in that line all night long until the morning where they give you a ticket or something. And then you have to come back that same day. At this point, it's Saturday. You have to come back that that Saturday closer to the time of the filming. And in hopes that they call out your ticket for any open seats for, for, you know, if someone canceled or, you know, they just have extra seats. And we wanted to go see Betty Saturday White. Night Live with Betty White and, and the Jay-Z. musical guest, guest was Jay-Z. Exactly. Flames! Whose Is idea it, was it? Was it Mike's? Come on, of course. It was Mike's idea. Okay. Sorry for putting your name on here, Mike. I mean, it wasn't Whatever. Mike. It was Todd. Forget it. Todd. For, for purposes of changing Whatever. names. No. Whatever. We did that already. <laughs> Which mic? There's a trillion mics in the world. So go ahead. So, okay. We stay in line overnight, which is something I've only ever done in my entire life one other time, and that was to get a laptop at Circuit City. And for those of you who don't know what the fuck what, Circuit City Black is. Black Friday? Yes. Oh, shit. For those of you who don't know what Circuit City is, it was one of the actual electronic retail stores that Before were shut down. Amazon. Took it, over. Was it? Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, you're I right. mean, before it took over, like that's the reason why they they out. Yeah, it was a and it was like another Best Buy. It was like the Toys R Us of electronics. And for anyone who doesn't know what Toys R Us is, it was an actual toy store that you physically walk into and pick a toy off the shelf and you can try it out before you buy it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I've never done anything like that. So us being out there waiting, we actually like. Put down like a mat on the ground and slept on the ground. We legit went and got like the uh, street meat. The halal. The halal guys. For anyone who knows about the halal guys, the most famous halal truck in New York, which is really no different than any other halal truck, if you ask me. Hello. Um, It was down the street and we literally stood in line for that. We were like, oh, we're already standing in line for these tickets. Might as well stand in this long ass line to get some halal. But let's not forget. 
Now, now let's let's talk about who was in this group. At the time, it was me and my boyfriend at the time, who was also Law's friend. It was Mike, <laughs> the person that we mentioned, whose idea it was, who was also my boyfriend at the time's roommate. It was Law's girlfriend, who's also one of my close friends now, um, well, his ex-girlfriend. It was Mike's current ex-girlfriend. Um, and what? A couple other people, I think. But throughout the course of the night, this Friday night, I left work early. I met up with Mike. No one else was really there yet. Then everyone else came trickling in around like 7 or 8 p.m. And by the time it hit 11 o'clock, the guys decided, hey, we're going to go to the club. And that's exactly what they did. So when the guys went off to the club, caught a cab, went to the club, partied it out, I was standing in line. So was that your experience? Was it not? Something like that. Wait, no, I'm just asking you. Why are you looking at me like that? Did you go to the club that night? I'm trying to remember it correctly. You had to have gone to the club. It was you, Mike, my ex, right? I do not remember going to the club that night. You remember standing in line while they went to the club? I don't remember going to the club. Oh, then maybe you didn't go to the club. That's what I was asking. You. I don't remember going to the club at all. Okay, so maybe because you did, but they did. You remember that, right? I I remember wearing bullshit clothes outside. Oh, okay. So they went to the club then. Maybe. Yeah, but you remember them leaving and them coming back. Like they literally left at like eleven, eleven forty-five, and came back around three. And yes, we were still in line because we stayed in that line until six in the morning. Like the sun came up. Now. Everyone who's listening wants to know, did we ever get tickets? And the answer to that is hell no. What were we thinking? We were thinking that we had a chance. So basically what happened was we got those tick we got the little raffle tickets or whatever they gave us. We went back to my ex's house, crashed, got ready to go to um Saturday Night Live. I got dressed and everything, went back to where they tape it. And waited for them to call our numbers to see if we got in. Now, mind you, there was like seven of us waiting. So even if two of us got in, the rest of us would have not gotten in. And so what happened was they didn't have enough seats. And we just never got tickets. And we didn't go in. And we ended up going to Tonic Bar in Times Square just to make up for it. Like, let's just go eat. Let's just forget about our L that we took the last 24 hours. 24-hour L, though. Right. Things that we know now as adults. Our weekend was gone. All we had was Sunday left. 0.0000%. We had nothing to show for it except for an experience. That none of us would ever do. (laughs) Pointless. I don't know why we did that. Okay. Another one I want to bring up. So... A lot of the stuff that we did was just to go out and have a good time. Whether that's like drinking to have a good time, smoking to have a good time, whatever. There was a drink that they used to make that was mixed with something called Red Line. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember. Yep. And if you guys don't know what Red Line is. Red Line was the drink. It was like an energy drink. Yes. Yeah. I, I just said they mixed. Red line into oh, I thought like they a drink. Just drank it by itself. No, no. This is why. I'd so it's just more. like a Red Bull, basically. 
Yeah, but worse. Yeah. Worse. So, on average, uh, and I can't remember, the average person can't have more than like a thousand milligrams of uh, whatever, whatever is in the drug. I'm not drug. I'm calling it a drug. Whatever <laughs> I'm like, is in what? The, what are you talking about? Whatever's in the drink. This thing has 3,000 milligrams. That's all I remember. And I knew it was not good for your system. But they're like, whatever. How much does Red Bull have? All less than a G. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is why they shouldn't have been drinking it. No. They wanted something more effective. Yeah, too effective, you mean? I mean, hey, it worked for the cause. So I drank red line before and it didn't not do it mixing, didn't do for me what not, it did for me. You're not them. supposed to be mixing that with alcohol. No. And that's I know. what they were doing. I know. But why are we doing like none of the none of this? I don't adds know. Up. Hey, don't ask me why they did it because I didn't do it. I drank but it you by definitely drank it. I drank it by did itself not, to see what the no, hype was about. Yo, I you did. You didn't drink it with alcohol. This makes Maybe no I sense. took a sip, but I would never like make a full drink out of it. Like that wasn't my stilo. Like that. It was all right. Like, it didn't have the same effect on me as it had on them. Like, it, it, it made them bounce off the walls. Fact. It was never that for me. Like, I didn't need all that to do all that. So, here's the other part. We go to nightclubs, and I don't know if you guys have ever been in a nightclub in New York, but after a certain hour, they don't even have the AC on anymore. Like, they just completely shut the shit down. We would legit not care and still be dancing away as if none of this stuff matters. Dying in the heat. I can't imagine going 10 minutes in half of the environments we used to be in. Well, and the fucking heat goes off. I, I mean, and the AC goes off. Last week was like my first time like getting home late or early. Like, I mean, you know how you say you can't go out past a certain time or whatever like at all for me and okay so so in my 20s there was a period of time where i had my party phase and it wasn't even the time that i had with you and everyone else in our crew because we literally had a crew like we every weekend we would do stuff together that's a every weekend like i'm telling you our crew was like the black version of friends so good. That's such a good analogy. It really was. Great. So obvious on her shit today, because that's a great analogy, by the way. Like I would have never, I wouldn't have came to it. But that's what it was. Like we would hang out every weekend. It was just a given. It was just like, okay, what are we doing this weekend? Okay, we're doing that bet. Facts. And so my my what I consider to be my party party period in the time of my life was later on after that period, and I was going out. Thursday after work, Friday after work, which led to a club, Saturday brunch, day party, maybe an after party for the day party, Sunday day party. Like I was going out legit Thursday to Sunday, not to mention on Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, there would be after work things that I may hit up here and there. But on any given week, I would probably be out Thursday to Sunday, and that is no lie. So when people would be like, Avia, you're always out, I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. I had no shame in my game. I was like, whatever, I'm living my best life. I could care less. And so now I'm at this point where I just don't go out unless. Don't. Yeah, unless I know for sure I'm about to have a good time. And it's hard to predict. So, so this is a good segue. So in your 30s, what are those things? That you are more apt to do that you weren't doing in your 20s. 
So, okay, there's certain things that I'll still do, like a day party. But I won't, like a day party works better for me because I'm alert. (laughs) It's the daytime. I can get home at a, like, at a nice hour where it's still, like, acceptable. Like, I can have a full eight hours of sleep and still wake up early the next day on the weekend because I actually care about that now. Before, I would wake up just so, just, just, like, ragged. Like, I would would run myself ragged and I would get ready for the next party. Like, it was nothing. I was partying like I was getting paid for it. I was partying like, you need to put my face on a flyer and promote this party because it might as well be mine. Like, that's how it was. Um, And so as far as, like, what I wouldn't do now, what I wouldn't do now is go to a night party unless I was already out. So that's the thing. That's the caveat. So last weekend, I went to an R&B party. It was a strictly R&B party, and it was right after work, and it was perfect because I just left work, went straight there, and after that, it was my homeboy's birthday. And the, the birthday party was like just blocks away from where the R&B party was, so we went, got ourselves something to what eat. What time was it when you went to the... By the time we left the R&B party, it was like 10. So the party was... The party was from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. It was a after, strictly after work thing. So we left the party at 10, went to go get something to eat. Um, and then around 12, 11 something, we got into the next party, which was like down the block. It was like literally like four blocks away. It was convenient. She's so always from, living her best life, by the way. No, I'm just saying like at this point no. now, things have to make sense for me. Like. If I'm going to the next party, it has to be convenient. I'm not going to be all the way up in Harlem. And they're like, oh, there's something going down the Lower East Side. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm already in my neighborhood. I might as well just go home. But if I was in my 20s, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. And Lower East Side, for anyone who doesn't know, is out the way of where we live in Harlem. It's literally like all the way at the bottom of the island on the other side. So I'm at this point now where I'm very deliberate about the decisions I make, about the parties that I go to, about the crowd that I'm around. And now I have a better sense of, if I go to this party, I have a feeling that this is gonna be a good time based off of the DJ, who's there, the the venue can even tell me how good of a time I'm gonna have. There's certain venues I don't even go to now. Such as? Hudson Terrace. Whoa, I will never whoa, go to whoa, Hudson whoa, Terrace. Whoa, 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 that's not true. You were in Hudson Terrace last year. No, I was in Hudson Terrace this year. Now it's my last time going. What's wrong with Hudson Terrace? First of all, Hudson Terrace, the drinks are $17. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't know. That's one thing. Let me be very clear. I did not know that. Avia one-ups me on stuff like this because I know. I'm just privy to the info because it applies to me. But but, um, so Hudson Terrace is the the type of place where you need to pregame like we did in our 20s and drink as much as you can because you're not not about to shout $17 for some ice and some a splash of vodka and mostly pineapple. So that's one thing. The second thing is that every time I go to Hudson Terrace, it feels like the same party with a different name. So any party I've ever gone to has just felt like another party I've gone to there. It hasn't felt any different. Um, I don't like the layout. It's just, I would just never go there. It's just too overly used, too overexposed. So there's certain places now where if it's at a certain venue, that tells me if I'm going or not. I'm more into venues that have a certain ambiance, like Brooklyn Mirage. Even the well. I'll do the well. But 
Before, I would go to any and everything. If I knew it was happening, then I was there. And I was there because I knew it was happening. (laughs) (laughs) See how that doesn't work out? (laughs) But, um, yeah, I would be mixy. I would be really, really mixy. And now I'm at this point where I'm like, yo, I'm going to go out when I feel like it. If I don't feel like it, if there's any sort of intuition within me that tells me I shouldn't go out, I won't go. Because I know that I'm going to be forcing myself to just be there and have a good time. And that's not going to be enjoyable. See, she preaching right I'm now. Because that's where me and Avia are like not only on the same page, but I think I've been on that way for like the past three years almost. I just can't. And I'm what, not trying to say. What changed in the last three years for you to be on that way? I think, I think not only the fact that I came out of like a, a serious committed relationship. But after I did that, I kind of just went out on my own and didn't do the dating scene. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't hit that hard. I didn't do anything with that. So then finally, it takes a year, and then I adjust, and then finally I, like, go back out and start doing that whole thing again. Yeah. And in doing it the, the second time, I really just took it upon myself to just go, okay, what am I really getting out of these experiences, and is any of this stuff actually worth it? And what am I, what is really my objective of doing it? Like I had to literally go, is this logical? Like, am I actually putting myself in a position to meet somebody? And I didn't feel like most of the places that I was, most of the places I was at, that I was meeting quality people. So I was just like, okay, no reason for me to be out late. No reason for me to be like, like, what am I doing? You know what? I think in that that same token, there's one thing that I did a lot more in my 20s than I've done in my 30s, and that is, and I wish I did more of this, is go to house parties. Because on the same token of meeting quality people at certain places, like, to be honest, a club is not really the best place to meet somebody. It really is. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that. But people still meet people at the club. We have friends that have met at the club, and they're together to this day. But, um... But in the grand scheme of things, it's not the best place to really get to know someone to know if you want to exchange numbers and carry it out further. And a lot of people just don't really carry it out further. It just kind of becomes that one night thing. Right. Maybe you hit them up later on and then you just fade away and nothing really happens from it. But I feel like at house parties, it's the sort of environment where you can hear someone over the music. You can interact with them in a different way. You can see how they are around other people. You can see how much they drink or how they handle themselves. Or, you know, you can just see a lot more of that person. And I feel like in the way that you were saying, you can meet people in a a more quality way. But I feel like in my 30s, it's hard to find house parties. I don't know why. I feel like people, they do them, but I just don't know about them anymore. It's weird. It's weird. I don't I don't have a I don't have a I don't have anything against house parties, but now that I'm in my thirties, like uh it's great if one of my friends throws a house party, but I'm not almost not willing to go to other people outside of my friend group's house parties, if that makes sense. So if you go to someone's house party and you don't know the person hosting it would you just not go because it's not one of your friends what if your friends were going to be there's a high there? likelihood that I'm not going to go what if they're going to be there still probably a high likelihood that I'm not going to go why because you can't gauge what other people are going to be there the, like the types of people that the right. host is that's really right? 
that's really like my mo. Like, I I've been in people's places and because I've been living here for so long. Where first off, the place is disgusting. So then, why are you even having a house party when you have a nasty house? Really? Oh yeah. I've never been to a house party <coughs> where the person's place was like disgusting. Yeah. So then, secondarily, I've also been to I've also been in positions where people have so many drugs, so many, so much alcohol, so much, so many, so many booze, and so many drugs all combined that. Things tend to pop off in a way that they wouldn't normally, right? And not only that, but if their neighbors aren't really into them having said house party, then they get snitched on and the cops come and then all of us are accomplices to this. Mm. I don't come to house parties like this. It sounds like it's in the hood. Right. So this is why I'm weary of doing some of that stuff. Um, I'm not against it, but again, it has to be like my friends. So also, my friends, I don't know what this is. I don't, I'm never going to understand this. They could, my friends could legit go just to the bar, like to this day, just go to the bar and just sit there for hours on. What do you mean? Like by themselves? No, like, oh, it doesn't even have to be a going game. Going to a on. party? Just, no, just, just going to a bar. Uh-huh. Just sit there. Yeah. And just drink at the bar. Like, with other people. No, it could just be two of them and just, just sit there for it's like two, three, activity. four hours and just shoot the shit. I'm like, you could have did that at home and alcohol and way cheaper. And you're not even talking to these other people. That shit makes no sense to but me. But they probably go with the hopes or knowing that there's an opportunity that that, that could happen. They don't it's, even care. No, they don't care. It makes no sense. Why would you waste that money? Like, my logical brain kicks in, and I'm like, okay, well, why are you here? You guys should have pregame like I did, or like they did in their 20s. <laughs> Just go to the bar drunk, and then watch the game and drink water. None of, <laughs> none of it makes sense to me. You know what You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking about that weekend that me and uh, Kathy and Chanel went out, and we went to... <laughs> We went to freaking um, meatpacking district and we did the most. And I spent the whole weekend at your house. That was amazing. Do you remember that? Yes. So you, you guys have to understand because Law and I have known each other for 10 years. Um, he's seeing me at my worst because he's looking at me from a sober mindset. So he can recall things that I've done that I don't even remember doing. That weekend, I remember doing that. Um, we all went out. Well, Law didn't go out. It was girls' night out. And it, it was just bad. I was so hungover that I couldn't even make it home. And this is pre-Uber, guys. Uber wasn't around. Yes, there's cabs. But I was like, I don't want to take a cab. And thanks to Law and Kathy, they let me stay at their crib. And I was there all weekend literally just suffering on the couch but i appreciate their hospitality what why are you looking like that <laughs> so, so I, okay i'm not gonna i'm not i because I, I didn't think it was a bad thing at all so don't let it me, was bad let me, for me because i was like at my so my avia was worst. acting as if no she acted as if 
because she didn't remember a lot of stuff that happened during that time. But she acted as if it was so bad. Like, she was like, I had so much to drink. I just could not. I'm like, no, you, you just were like, you knocked the fuck out. Like, legit, like, gone. Like, you didn't. It's weird because I'm like, oh, yeah. you don't hear anything. You're just <laughs> done. Like, dead. I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, did you guys like, po-? like in my mind, I'm like, did they poison you? Did they, no, seriously. Like, did they. You didn't know if I was alive or not? Yeah, because you, you're never. Like, you're never quiet, obvious. At the point you're where you're never quiet for that, 40 minutes. I, I've seen you fall asleep in like a public setting before though. <laughs> like, but it's normally like, like that, but not to the extent where you're just laid out and you. you I wasn't laid out in a public setting. No, I your couch. At, no, I'm saying oh. in this case, you're just like. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird to see you. I would have been suffering if I was awake. Oh. And every time I woke up, it was it hit me again. Like this is what it feels like to be awake right now. Sleep it off. Sleep it off. I just didn't like imposing on your space. Oh, that's cool. I was like, I literally spent the whole week on on that couch. That's it. She did. This is not a joke. <laughs> not a joke. That's when you're living in the Upper East Side. Oh, man. So for me, it was like out the way to go home. I'm like, I can't move. I literally could not move. That'll never happen again, Law. Because you and I live in the same complex. So at the point where I can't leave your house, that's I might as well just die. Throw the whole body away. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the point where I can't walk home. (laughs) Throw the whole body away. That's the best sentence I've ever heard. The whole thing. Um, the only other thing I wanted to kind of bring up on the 20s versus 30s thing. Um, so, God, this is going to sound, it's going to make me sound super old. So whatever. I just don't like, I don't like bashing younger people. So this is going to sound like I'm bashing younger people or not. Okay. So I'm setting All right, up. Jay-Z. See what, what you got. What is Jay Z? What is Jay Z? He doesn't bash young Cole. people. He doesn't bash young people. I mean, not bash, but you know, giving them advice. No, <laughs> he doesn't do. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he kind of does. Four. That. He got okay. Yeah, fair. He kind of does that. <laughs> no, but like, uh, I watch younger people go out a lot. Like, I see them going out. I see, and I, again, I'm not judging. I'm trying to like put myself in their shoes. But the shit that you motherfuckers are wearing now, it is I'm talking about from women to men. I'm always looking like, where are you guys going? Like what when we were going out, we would dress about, up. Yes, yeah. legit dress up. Yeah. What the fuck happened to that? All the guys look like little Uzi Vert now. What? No, you need to explain. Oh my God, it. Somebody has to explain. It's like, no, your stylist is dead. What happened? Because what are you wearing? Like, I'm never going out to an actual function where, you know, you could be seen and not putting on at least something decent. When we used to go to iguanas, we would never really dress up like that. I never not had on a button-up. Never yeah, not had on. Yeah, you did have on. a button-up. Maybe I, I did never, dress up. I yeah, I never. Maybe everyone around us wasn't dressed up. Maybe that's what it was. It just, like, we, we were all just consistent. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. You, none of us have to think about it. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening now. Well, how are people dressed now? Like, what are you seeing oh now? Oh, my God. 
I where legit, are you saying it? Like so. What what's the name of that place that's on? It's near uh, Harlem Shake, but it's like two avenues over. It's a, come on, you have to know. It's a club. It's a lounge. It's not a club, what is it? but it's Harlem like a Tavern? bar. No, it's a bar. Savannah? No. Oh, Harlem Shake. Oh, Red Rooster, Jenny's. No, that it's not. God he damn. said two. It doesn't av- matter. All right, it, it it's Cove. two avenues over. No, it's Corner none of those. Social. It's not in that range. Oh. It it's it's two avenues over from. Oh, two avenues. I'm thinking of streets. My bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, the point is, I've been in there before, and I watch people and how they come in, and I automatically go, I have to go. I turn into like a prissy white girl. I'm like, I, know I have to leave. I have to go. Because people are wearing like fucking, what do you call those? The, 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 the blue jean, like, you know when somebody has on denim and it's like stonewashed and then they have holes in them? Yeah. And then they're really tight. And oh, then they, they got have, the skinny jeans on. Yeah, but it's like, it's a certain kind. And they have like zippers. Yeah, yeah. They're like 4,000 zippers. And it's like bleached jeans. Yes. And they got like the motorcycle detailing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking Those about. Those and Balenciaga. Oh my gosh. And, and a tight ass t-shirt. Yeah. What the? The t-shirt's so tight. They try to make it look like a muscle shirt, but they ain't got no muscles. Where are you guys going? I know what you're talking about. This is well, not. Where, a, I want to know. This what is not the a place music video. Now. They do that. They do that at Jenny's. They do that at that the place Jenny's that I'm talking mesh, about. Mesh, no, but they do that people. at the place that I'm talking about too, and I can't remember the name of the damn place. Damn. Because my brain is not working right now. Anyway, I I said all that to say. I am not trying to disparage any of you guys, but get your fucking shit together. Because the minute I see you guys, I have to go. What are the girls wearing? Oh, the tackiest of tacky shit that you can possibly find. Like, I've I've been to places where a lot of uh, meat cleavage is out that shouldn't be out. Ew, why do you make it sound like that? Because it's not the kind of cleavage that you would think you want to see. Ew. <laughs> visual I got on my head. I think I got like actual meat and then I applied it to cleavage and yes. I, I don't know. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's nasty. That's how I feel every time I see it. So okay, they have their chest out. And they're wearing like the worst version of Fashion Nova they can possibly find. Wait, Fashion Nova is off the hook though. Uh-huh. And they're wearing the worst version <laughs> of the Fashion Nova that so they can find. So basically they're wearing find. rainbow. Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. That would be the worst. Rainbow has some gems, but you gotta find the right things, but I know what you're talking about. And so, with that being said... Ill-fitted clothes is what you're saying. It's weird. Like, it says one size fits all because it's stretchy, but it doesn't fit them. Like that? Yes. Okay. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You're not being disrespectful. No, I I just... I see this stuff, and immediately I'm like, I have to go. Like, I can't... But do you feel like that's, like, the, the standard New York crowd that you've just walked into? Or you feel like they could be from anywhere? I don't know. You can't tell. I don't know. The, but I want nothing to do with the it. The Balenciaga. But I know they're young. jeans is definitely New York. But I know they're young. How? Where are you going? Like, what places are you going to where they are this young and just dressing so like So when I was out with my boys, and this was throughout 2017 until probably October-ish. Because I really haven't been out like that since October. Mm-hmm. Because once I got busy at work, like, it's a wrap. And 
I saw shit like that all the time and I was always just turned off immediately. In general. I was just like, okay, I can't deal with this. That's the thing. There's certain because of the certain venues, I know there's gonna be certain people there and I will not go. Venues bring certain people. It's a fact. It's just a fact. It's like unless someone is throwing a particular party and they're just a completely disconnected person from those type of people that normally go to that that venue certain venues bring certain people so when i hear a venue i'm like no i'm not going there don't (laughs) cove i won't go there because it's gonna be a whole bunch of uh 40 year old mothers who need a night off from their kids stop it (laughs) am i wrong absolutely stop it am i wrong stop it it's gonna be three-piece suit guys not trying to holler at those women because they're in their age range and they want a little young tenderoni. Oh, God. Am I wrong? No. I just won't go to Cove. No. Because I know it's going to be like that. All right. But in closing, <laughs> in summary on this, though. We just don't 20, party anymore. We some grandmas the, and grandpas. No, but from the 20s to the 30s, clearly <laughs> we prefer being in our 30s. We prefer to be at a date party. That's very clear. Yes. Both of us are in clear. agreement on that. Even in the wintertime. From 20s to 30s, would you say, because she drinks, I don't, um, would you say that in terms of drinking, you're not going out to get drunk now that you're in your 30s? Like, that's normally not your... Yeah, it's never my intention. So if it happens, though, it happens, but it's not something you you, you went into it like, I'm getting fucked up today. What about... Oh, wait, 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 but what about, what about on New Year? Like, if you were to go out on New Year, or if you were to go out on, like, the holidays, like... different. Would, would, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't your intention be? I'm getting fucked up today. Yeah, but you know, I've I've learned. So that that's a yes. It's a yeah, but yes, but I've learned that it's so much more enjoyable and it's so much more a better ex- experience when you just drink a little bit and you're nice and you can remember what happens throughout the course of the night. You're not waking up. And it's like the hangover where you're looking at pictures like, I don't remember taking that. I don't remember doing that. I don't remember. Like, it's so much better when you you can recap the night. Now, when you get to the point where you can't recap the night, it, clearly your, your body is going to reflect that as well. Right. And then also in summary, in terms of going to functions, one, none of us are going to do anything that forces you to stand outside overnight in any capacity. And anything that lasts until 5 a.m., we're not about this. We're not about it. We're just not going to be there. No. It's not happening. By 5 a.m., like, I would get off the train and the birds would be chirping. That's not happening. And there is no, we're about to stay out until it shuts down and then go out to the to the diner. No. The only way we're doing that now is if we left early and then we can hit up and get something to eat. As a unit, and that's like our closing of the night right there. That's our nightcap. Everything is just more deliberate when you're in your 30s. Like, you know what you're doing, and you stick to the plan. There's a plan. I feel like when you're in your 20s, there's a semi-plan, and then if it doesn't go that way, oh, well. Fire. In your 30s, if it doesn't go that way, you're going to be hurting. I can't recuperate the same way I used to, my guy. I cannot. If If I get a little bit too tipsy one night... I may need a whole nother weekend to recuperate, like a full weekend, which means that by the time I go to work on Monday, I'm still going to be feeling the effects of it. So because I know this about myself, I make more mindful decisions. I'm more responsible. 
So with that said, we're closing the show on do's and don'ts. Oh, look at her. And this week, I am the do. Avia is the don't. And so since we're starting with me, one of these days, like before I get to this, ladies, because you know I'm talking to you. We're going to end up mixing this up over the course of the next few weeks, and we're going to try something a little different. We're going to have Avia speaking to the do's and don'ts for ladies, and we'll have me speaking to the do's and don'ts for men's. Because we did hear some commentary. A listener suggestion. Yes, we did hear some commentary around the fact that it can seem a little bit... Condescending. (laughs) When a man tells a woman what she should be doing, but it's not condescending when I tell a guy what they should be doing. Got that? No, like, no, but we, no, we, we had a listener suggestion, and I thought that that was pretty interesting, and I was like, yeah, you know, we could, we could switch it up on these people a little bit, but until then, we're gonna do it our regular way. So, <laughs> go ahead, what you do? Okay, ladies, and this dude goes out to anyone, and I mean any woman that is not utilizing her own hair. Any. That would be re- that'd be me right now, actually. Any. With my braids. Ladies, do choose hairstyles that actually fit your face. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is if you're grabbing a wig, just because Beyonce has a wig that looks like something. Oh my god. <laughs> does not mean that that wig fits for your facial oh my god. structure. As I sit here with my synthetic <laughs> braids, I'm so with him on this. I hope this is not like... And I'm not taking a shot at anybody. Oh, okay, not me. Let me be very clear. My braids do fit my No, face. no shot at anybody. But I'm just trying to make sure you guys know that when you guys are choosing your extensions, your hair that, you know, may just be a wig, whatever. Who cares? Lace fronting. Do what you gotta Lace do. Lace fronting. Do what you gotta <laughs> do. Fronting. Right. Do what you gotta do. Just make sure it actually fits your facial structure. So, that's it. Wow. Okay. That was very uh, descriptive. I feel like you know of someone that you're speaking to right now when you say that. Um, Six people. Wow. (laughs) And they'll never know. Um, Now it's time for the don'ts. Guys. If you have a girlfriend, and I think uh, Law and I will speak more to this in a full episode, but to give you a little snippet, if you have a girlfriend, don't holler at me. Like, don't, like, don't even, don't (laughs) holler. The most you can probably do having a girlfriend is give me a compliment, and that's it. Don't holler. Don't ask for my number. Don't ask for my IG with intentions of trying to DM me, don't even make it seem like you don't have a girlfriend. Because guess what? When we exchange numbers, I do some of my investigative duties. I'm going to find out anyway. (laughs) And I will let you know that I found out. So I'm saving you guys time and energy. Be faithful. That's it. We love y'all And just like that The music is playing And I hope y'all riding out for this summer good You can catch us on iTunes You can catch us on SoundCloud Instagram, Facebook At Goodnight Harlem Uh, Good night